Welcome to part three of my three-part mini-series on the Ignited Core Values. So far, we've covered action and ownership. And these core values can be found stamped onto the new Ignited Challenge Coin, which you can find on the Ignited Shop, if you're curious. Core values are those things that you naturally operate under. If you have to force a value, then it's not a core value. Core values make you who you are. Now, it is possible to adopt core values over time and active implementation. However, you can't, quote, fake it until you make it, okay? As you listen to this miniseries, make an effort to identify some of the core values that you feel you operate under. By doing this, you become more aware of your purpose and ironclad in your stance on principle when it comes to why it is you do what you do. a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. We hear the term brotherhood a lot when it comes to the fire service, as we should. We spend a third of our lives with the men and women that we serve with. And not only that, we share life or death experiences that most people will never see. These experiences bond us together in ways that not many people understand. People who have served in the military and are in other service-based professions like law enforcement understand this bond. It's the type of bond that can only be created in the crucible of danger and reliance upon one another to see each other through. There comes a point where you're putting your life in someone else's hands and trusting them to make sure that you come out of things okay. This type of bond is what draws people to our profession. It's noble, it's sacred, and it's not easy to come by. I brought up the saying, fake it until you make it, in the intro to this episode, and I'd like to talk to you about how this relates a bit to the idea of fostering brotherhood and why I hate that saying. I hate it. I've heard this saying a lot in my career, and every time I hear it, I can't help but feel like I'm hearing someone scratch their nails on a chalkboard. I cringe every time I hear it, and I'll tell you why. The idea of, quote, faking anything 
in the fire service to me is a complete disgrace. This is a profession of capability and trust. Without that trust from the community, we're nothing. The communities that we serve trust us because of our expected capability. The public and the people that we serve next to deserve more than someone, quote, faking it because they aren't capable or knowledgeable. The reason I disdain it so much is because faking it implies that you're being disingenuous. And that's a cancer that plagues not only the fire service, but all personal and professional relationships. I prefer to swap out that saying with this one, believe it until you achieve it. We don't all come into the fire service knowing everything about everything, regardless of how some of these recruits who I've seen come out of their academies over the last several years. I understand that there's always something to learn. However, acting like you know something when you really don't not only plays into your ego by giving you a false sense of security, it creates a liability where people might put their misguided trust in you, and that's not okay. This small change in semantics has huge implications and impact on the mentality of a person and as a result, an organization. So what happens if and when you feel your sense of brotherhood diminishing within your organization or within your crew? Well, don't worry. All hope is not lost. There are ways to facilitate the path back to a true sense of brotherhood. This relies on an active and authentic effort by you. If you aren't sure where to start, here are some easy steps that you can implement today to start bridging the gap. Now, these are things that I've personally enacted, and I know that they work. I know that they do. So otherwise, I wouldn't be sharing them with you, right? Just a waste of time. I would be faking it, right? So number one, give kudos. When was the last time you were given praise on a call that you made on an EMS scene? or for a tactic you employed on a fire scene, or how you went above and beyond for a patient or even a fellow crewmate. In my experience, we in the fire service tend to adhere to the adage, no news is good news, right? Meaning, if we aren't hearing negative feedback from the people or administration, that's a good thing. And while this is ultimately true, I guess you could say, wouldn't it be nice to operate in an environment where you were praised for the good things you were doing? I understand that most of us don't get into this career for the recognition, but to serve others. However, by giving each other positive feedback on the good things that we're doing within our crews and our organizations, we foster an environment where people aren't looking for you to fail, but are focusing on the good that you're contributing. Oftentimes in corporate settings, good work is rewarded with some kind of monetary gift like a bonus or a commission, something like that. In the public sector, we don't operate that way. We typically have scheduled raises and then like a top out, like a, like a chart or a rubric, right? So what other kinds of value or praise could we offer one another? I don't want to foster any bad habits here, but what about buying a guy a beer who's had a difficult shift? What about simply talking to him about the things that may be bothering him without any judgment? What about simply acknowledging your crewmate for getting the IV that no one else could? A simple attaboy or girl goes a long way, even if it's acknowledging them for something that they should just be doing as a part of their job, like cleaning a bathroom or restocking EMS supplies. 
showing gratitude not only builds camaraderie, but it also builds an image of you as a leader in their eyes. Number two, ask questions. Initiate conversation by asking questions, but be real with it. Ask questions like, what's the last good book you read? Or what's been the biggest change that you've seen in your career? Go deep on these questions. By asking questions, you show other people that you're interested in what they think and what they've experienced. If you didn't care, you wouldn't ask, right? We spend a lot of time asking complete strangers the most personal of questions on scene, like, when's the last time you had a bowel movement? Or what color is your urine? Now, granted, these questions are geared towards honing in on a problem that they called us there to solve. But that doesn't mean that the only time we ask anyone questions is when we're on 911 calls. I mean, you could ask your captain what color his pee is, but that's kind of weird. And you're probably going to cross some boundaries there. I hate how things have become so isolated to where we are either asleep in our recliners while the TV blares or we're all in our rooms doing our own thing. Make an effort to be inquisitive of your crew. Ask them about their families. Ask about the things they like to do. About the challenges they see within the organization. All of these questions will result in meaningful conversations and will help give you insight to each other and what makes you all unique. Number three, take a retreat with your crew. We've all seen the movies that feature firehouse relationships, right? Like Backdraft, Ladder 49, etc. all those things. Witnessing the relationships on the screen made me want to have that in my career, but I wasn't seeing those kinds of relationships being in existence. On the big screen, you see companies going to each other's kids' birthday parties and hanging out at barbecues on their off-duty days, right? It's great. If you're on a crew that currently does that, awesome. That's great. That's amazing. Keep it up with what you're doing. And if not, make an effort to organize and invite people to events just like that. And maybe even go big. There's a group of guys I know who take an annual trip to Colorado for the anniversary of 9-11. They take part in the services at the memorial there, and they spend a good two to three days together just bonding and sharing stories outside of a work environment. And sure, they may talk about work a lot, and we may talk about work a lot when we're off duty, but that's a great way to diffuse and work through some of the things that may be bothering us. It's a therapy of sorts, and while our profession shouldn't consume our lives, it definitely plays a big part. So, It's important to take a break and diffuse. And a great way to do that while building the bonds of brotherhood is to go share experiences together outside of work. Some of the things that I think would be a great way to do that are going to an escape room or go to one of those places where you can throw axes. Maybe go to a movie and then lunch afterwards and chat about your thoughts on what you just saw. I just saw a tenant. I'm so happy that the movie theaters are back open in my state. So happy. Uh, I love going to the movies. Love it. And one of my favorite directors and writers is Christopher Nolan. The Dark Knight trilogy is an absolute masterpiece. Inception is amazing. Going way back and talking about Memento, that was mind-blowing. But his latest one, Tenet, is incredible. If you haven't seen it, see it. I don't know if you guys know what palindromes are, but that's a word 
spelled the same way forward as backwards, like taco cat, race car, things like that, right? Poop, I guess, is a palindrome. <laughs> but Tenet is his latest film. And it's basically like watching a palindrome play out in front of you. It is insane. So go see it. Anyway, I digress. Go to a movie. Talk about it, right? Have lunch afterward. Personally, the more outside of the box the experience, the better. For me, anyway. That's how I feel. Going maybe to like a float tank session. Doing an obstacle race. Doing a cryotherapy session. See who can like last the longest in that. I don't know how long they let you stay in those tubes, but I think it would be kind of fun to see who can last the longest. Um, or even taking like a continuing ed class together that's maybe offered by a different department or even a different city altogether. These are all ways that you can spend time together outside of work and share a unique experience. Number four, check in on each other. If the communication between you and your crew only exists while you're on duty, then things need to be shored up. This typically happens when people dislike coming to work. Our subconscious wants us to shed off our shift by completely distancing ourselves from the organization. And as a result, we tend to compartmentalize our crewmates into that box. And that's not fair. If we want to foster true brotherhood, then we should be checking in on our guys and our gals when they're off duty. Send a text, make a call, tag them in social media, do something to let them know that you're thinking about them. I've got some avid hunters on my crew. So who were the first people I went to when I was looking to buy a bow? You guessed it. Not only were they super knowledgeable in helping me find a great bow for a great price, but they were totally willing and capable in helping me make adjustments to it so that I had proper draw length and weight, like poundage. I learned so much from these guys, and I'm totally appreciative and indebted to them for their insight. And I let them know it. If one of your old crewmates pops into your head and you ever get that feeling of, you know, I haven't talked to this person in a while, don't ignore that prompting. Act on it. You never know if yours is the voice that person needed to hear that day. We all struggle sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help. But a lot of the time, we don't because we feel like we need to be strong, right? We need to be the strong ones. And by asking for help, somehow that shows a weakness. That couldn't be further from the truth. So reach out, check in, and link arms together. This wraps up my three-part mini-series on the ignited core values, action, ownership, and brotherhood. I hope you got some insight out of what it is that's at the heart of this movement, and I hope that you somehow relate to them. I'd be very interested in hearing what your personal core values are and how you identified them. So please post your comments in the Facebook group and please share your thoughts and experiences. As we share our own experiences and development, we give permission for others to do the same. And we may even inspire someone who's struggling to hit the reset button and refocus on what it is that drives them and help get them back on track. Quick reminder, guys, challenge coins are going quick. Be sure to get your orders through the online shop. And don't forget, I'm offering everyone who listens and subscribes to the show a special discount. So use the code podcast to get $2 off your order of all challenge coins. Shipping is free on challenge coins. Just make sure that you select the right shipping option in the drop down menu. 
I'm really happy with how they turned out. They look amazing. So get your orders in soon because they are limited in quantity. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter podcast. Please subscribe and share these episodes with someone who you think should hear them. And do me a favor, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to the show. It helps others who are looking for a quality podcast find the show. And if I can get quality people such as yourselves leaving quality reviews, then it's a win, 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 win. I don't know how many wins that is, but we all win. I bring this show to you completely for your benefit, for free. So I'd ask you to do me that one small favor. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. One way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.